All right, everybody, welcome to a swift version of the Racing and Sports Preview Podcast. Unusual voice you're hearing right now. My name is Jake Altieri. I'm stepping in for Simon Dinopoulos, who's enjoying the sights and sounds of Central Australia. But, as always, Adam Blanco is here with me. And Blanks, who is the highest-rated horse going around this weekend? The highest-rated horse going around this weekend is... It's actually, to be honest, it's a dead heat. It's a triple dead heat at the top of the all-age stakes. Can't split them. Mwanga, Cascadia, not much between them. They're in second, third together in the McKinnon. And Colding, who won this race last year, beating Cascadia. And they've all, um, they've all hit that 120 mark. I suspect by the end of the weekend, the answer will be very different. Uh, Sunday, we've got the Satsuki Show over in Japan there, which is their equivalent of the 2,000 guineas. Nothing rated above 120 yet, but I, th- I think we haven't got a final field yet. There's a horse called Deduce, who I think is um, a fairly likely candidate. He's arc-entered. And there'll be, um, I mean, the rolling average for the Satsuki show is about 124.25, the last two winners, Euphoria and Contrail. So um, if anything in their world turns up in, in that race in Japan on Sunday, the all-age stakes will um, no longer feature this weekend's highest rated horse. But as it stands, yeah, it is, it is in the all-age stakes. And I'd give the nod to, to Mwanga, as the betting does. Colding's been a bit out of sorts. And um, even though I think we've had better weather in Sydney this week, it was that heavy last week. I couldn't think that it's um, anything but rain effect and, and colding just doesn't seem to be enjoying that at all. Um, yeah, so it's Mwanga off. He's a bit of a question mark. He's off that little reboot, but I gee, should have won the Futurity, I think. And we've seen that form work out pretty well. That's been, um, that's been pretty good form, actually. We've seen... Tefane was in that in that race, and we've we've seen that form like the All Stakes. Tefane Lighthouse, Cascadian himself was in there. You know, Thunderstruck came down, ran really well. Just Folk wanted Doncaster Trial. It's been pretty good form. So, um, Moana, uh, Mwanga <laughs> looks uh, nice. Yeah, edit that out. <laughs> Mwanga looks, um, yeah, he looks pretty dangerous. But gee, that's a um, that is a deep betting heat. There's some um, there's some interesting horses there, and, and you could entertain plenty of them. Nimalee was. Fastest figure of the week at Randwick last last week. Um, geez, you'd have to entertain her at double figure odds off off the back of that, even though it seemed like a little bit of a, a shot out of nowhere. Um, it was good enough in the Congo. Love it out to fourteen hundred now, and and he should have plenty more to offer off the the low pressure small field last week as well. So there's um there's a bit going on, but as it stands, Mwanga is the top rated horse in the race. Speaking of in the Congo, you and Simo have been. Sprugging him towards a Queensland campaign. Mm, where, no, do you, he does. where do you sort of line him up here? I mean, we're thinking, or well, you guys are thinking that his grand final will probably be, what, another month or so away, and he's on the quick back up here. How do you sort of, how are you playing that? Uh, no, I think he's, he's pretty much at the peak of his powers now. I think that his grand final is, well, we're just assuming that it is the, the Stradbroke, but... He looks a lovely Stradbroke horse, but um, here first, and yeah, as you say, on the quick backup, he's um, he's clearly here to play. So um, it'll be more a case of keeping him together for the Stradbroke, I would imagine. He's got a great Stradbroke profile. I think that's why we've both um, given given that a little bit of a mention. He's only third up here as well, so he'd probably have another little tweener somewhere. Is it Kingsford Smith Stakes or something like that in between now and, and the Stradbroke if they wanted to go that way? And I'd be surprised if they didn't want to go that way. We'll stay in Sydney and move over to the Bizarro. Mm, the and Bizarro. A horse, a horse that had plenty of uh, 
backers, I guess, coming over to Australia, Maximal. Yeah, he came across with a a big reputation and probably fair enough. Um, he had form around a horse called Baid, who's the big dog over a mile in, in Europe, and he'll be favourite for the Lock Engine and the Newbury in the next month or so. So um, the Lock Engine, the Queen Anne, sorry. Um, but he comes up five fifty six dollars here after Harmony Rose comes out. Um, that gets the Bizarro because I don't know how you could find him off his two runs this time in. He's beaten one horse home, what, out of 22, 23. That doesn't win you many races, does it? No, he's won one of 23 races there in his last two and clearly not himself. He was better than that in the Golden Eagle. Um, Still a little bit below his UK form, but better than that in the Golden Eagle. But his two runs this time in, he has failed to fire a shot and... Well, this is a big step down in class. I, I concede that, and he's he's had a little reboot there with the thirty-five days between runs. I thought he had a little reboot off the off the Apollo. He he sort of travelled okay in the Apollo, and then just got blown off the park. Um, thought they had the little reboot and go again at, at Flemington for the Australian Cup, and sort of did much the same there. He just got blown off the park again. So um, seems a big leap of faith to to go and fancy him now to to turn up and and win that race. And I didn't think that. A slog on, on potentially heavy ground was exactly what he was after either. Um, so, yeah, real real question marks there. There's, I mean, there's question marks around the favourite as well, isn't there? Ice bath going to 2,000 metres for the first time and backing up for the, the third week in a row in an act that looks more desperate than by design. But, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. She probably was a category. She was probably a chance to go in as the Dunno for the week as well because she is a um, obviously the form pick in the race, but... Yeah, there must be a fair niggle about the setup and the scenario. Well, she was huge last week in the Queen of the Turf, and we thought that that was going to be probably the race that she would win. And when push came to shove, she wasn't quite there at the finish. She did run third, but as yeah, you were saying, well. it did. She did run well, but as you were saying, like they're what are they four million in the bank? But none of that very, very important and precious big bold black riding that goes along in the stud book. And I mean, this is as you were saying a bit, a bit of a desperation attempt, maybe, to try and get some of that on the board. Yeah, I mean, does the JRA plate look that good in the book? I don't. <laughs> Surely Doncaster placings and Queen of the Turf placings are more valuable than JRA plate wins, aren't they? Yeah, but it's the win that matters. Ah, the win that matters. Um, yeah, I mean, it surely wasn't on the calendar at the start of the prep. The preparation wasn't uh, circled around winning the JRA plate, but. She's plenty good enough to win it if she's right. There's some, yeah, that's a that is a sticky race to sort out. I would suggest that we've also got that form from behind Mount Popper, which you could say held up in the the Queen Elizabeth, but that was run in deplorable conditions. Polly Gray probably should have just about beaten him, but um, she'll want it to stay very wet, I would imagine, and so would the Kiwi Maroni. But it's um, yeah, sticky race to sort out. But I wouldn't be having Maximal at the forefront of my thinking of what he's done here so far. So from one, I guess, semi-boom horse to one definitely boom horse in the Dunno category, and that's Ayrton down there at Caulfield in the Victoria Handicap on Saturday. He's the the big Dunno of the weekend, isn't he? Well, I mean, even Mick Price put him as the Dunno of the weekend. He did the the work for us, didn't he, really? Is that right? Well, if Mick Price has gone Dunno, then I'm officially Dunno. Um, he's a real talent. The interesting thing about Ayrton for mine is that he ran to 100 and, well, I've got 109 plus at his second start. Second day at the races and he's gone bang, 109 plus. So the hype was fairly justified at that point in time. My problem with him is that he's basically run 109 or 110 in every run since rather than better than that. 
I think when he ran 109 at his second start, you were thinking, well, this is the start of something special rather than he'll just run to that level over and over again. So there must be some sort of concern, probably seems like the wrong word, but I'll go with it anyway. There must be some concern that that's just how good he is and that, and that he's no better than that, but he is still a, a winner of five of just seven starts. There's plenty of upside, but he's had the spider bite. The spider bite. The spider bite, and, and what do we make of that? Apparently it was a you know a fair setback for him. He, you know, he was... He was in dire straits there for a bit. So um, he comes up 280. I think it's very talented as he might be. It's very, very easy to let 280 go through to the keeper in a race that um, looks deep enough. I mean, there's a lot there. I would say it's probably the best, yeah, probably the best race he's contested. So nothing short of being right back at that 110 is is going to win it. Um, It might even require a, a career best from him to win it if a few of these turn up. So... I mean, I know he's well handicapped, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, but um, yeah, just inside two to one, I, I could let him go in in that race. Kiss on all four cheeks. Got stuck in the mud in the Doncaster. Easy to forgive, and she went like a rocket at Flemington before that. I am Superman. I thought was okay when tipped up last start in the high pressure mile at Bendigo. He's seven weeks between runs and better back to fourteen hundred. And High Stranger was he was High Stranger there, and Crosshaven was Crosshaven, and, and both of those would have chances. Carmelas, New Yard, blinkers on, 33s. There's a bit going on. There's a bit going on. But um, even you must mention Streets of Avalon, who ran a you – know, the pace of the race probably set things up a little bit for him, but ran a screamer in the All-Star Mile, and doesn't that look for him? So, um, on his way to the Archer as well? On his way to the Archer at Rocky and, and can only run well. Um, and what a race that'll be up at Rocky. We're yeah. looking forward to it. Good that a horse like Streets of Avalon's going as well. What a legend. Been a good horse. Um, yeah, that's a as I said, when you rattle off all those names and, and the form that they're coming off and the efforts they're coming off, I'm thinking Ayrton's going to have to be pretty close to his best to knock him off. So um it's a big query, but obviously he's a he's a real talent. And as I said, the the boom has at times looked justified. So and in the end, dunno. <laughs> dunno. Dun-no. With Ayrton, they're still talking cox plates and things. Is um <laughs> will he sort of follow that? Do you reckon he'll follow that Zaki path last year with the Q twenty two and races like that through the um through the winter carnival up there in Queensland and then quick break into the? I'll say this: he's not following Zaki's path if he doesn't smash these up. So, <laughs> and you're a <laughs> well, Z- and you're, a you're a bit of a Zaki hater at times, weren't you? No, oh, absolutely. I remain a passionate Zaki hater. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm still I'm still jaded from Zaki's UK days. Um. Yeah, I mean that's that's very optimistic, but at the same time, that's horse racing, isn't it? It is a game you've got to be an optimist <laughs> to play this game. So, um, yeah, why not set that calendar out and and hope like hell? But it, yeah, optimistic. All right, so that wraps up this quick fire edition of the Racing and Sports in the Office pre, uh, preview podcast. Make sure you head to racingandsports.com to do all your form for the weekend and into the future. Enjoy all the goodies there. Into all the, the future. Into the future. Well, I mean, there's going to be racing after the weekend. They will there? keep racing. That is for sure and certain. So make sure you head there. To Viva racing la racing. <laughs> Viva la racing. Uh, make sure you head to racingandsports.com for all the form and uh, enjoy Easter. Safe travels if you're traveling and uh, enjoy the weekend. <laughs>